Brisbane Lives, five at five. Here are five things you need to know this afternoon as you're making your way home for your weekend, and I hope you do have a cracking weekend. Well, it took her nine days, but Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk finally visited Toowoomba today after the packed-out community forum where residents voiced their anger about the spiralling issue of youth crime. She held a press conference at about 2 o'clock, her first appearance in the Garden City since she opened up Dud Camp, and we all know how that went down, and then she hasn't been back since. It's straight out of the political playbook though her visit today. She didn't go to the forum nine days ago because she was exposed as weak on youth crime. Then today she was able to go because she could shield herself behind reintroducing breach of bail as an offence. But look, I've got to say, for someone who was going up there, she was pretty sheepish at that presser. She wasn't confident and forthright. Like, I've introduced this rule. This is going to help with youth crime. This is a tough issue. We're working on it. She was, she was a bit snippy. This is a bit snippy. She was, like, here's an example. She was asked about where she was last Wednesday when the forum was on. Premier, there was a lot of people very yeah. angry you didn't attend last week's Youth Crime Forum. Where were you last Wednesday? Uh, working on the youth justice reforms that we introduced into Parliament, also finalising the agreement with the Prime Minister and also working on treaty. I also said that I would come in the near future. I've come at the first opportunity after those laws were introduced into the Parliament and I've been here since uh, this morning. Here's what she should have said. I apologise to the people of Toowoomba. I feel their heartache and I heard the message loud and clear. I wasn't here last week because I was working on the youth crime strategy and was deciding on reintroducing Breach of Bar, which is what I've, got, what I've done. It was events like the forum that have led me to that decision and I thank the people of Toowoomba for doing that and I'm here today to hear their concerns. You know what I mean? There was nothing forthright about what she said. Anyway, that's my lesson. But she's got all these hundreds of thousands of dollars of year media spinners working for her and they're all as useless as an ashtray on a motorbike. Parking. Okay, I wanted to get to this yesterday. It's an update on the private car park operators that have been wrongfully fining Queenslanders. We got this email from a reader, Andrew, yesterday about a back and forth he's had with the Department of Transport and Main Roads. Look, I think this letter, look, he's basically Andrew, our uh, listener. He got told to maybe get some advice on it about paying this fine. Um, that he's that he's due, and he's asking TMR, should I pay this fine? The minister's been saying no, but it's pretty interesting. The email back, it's got. I'll read it to you now. So under the current law, this is before it changed, right? Um, information including the name, address of the registered operator can be released in limited circumstances. Most commonly, this includes for law enforcement, safety recalls, or when an entity is undertaking litigation for a vehicle-related matter. Right? So that's the loophole the companies are using. We're taking litigation against this person because they stayed in the car park and they owe us 77 bucks. Then they wrote this part to him. While the release of information in these circumstances prior to 20 February 2023 was lawful, because the law got changed on the 20th of February, the Department of Transport and Main Roads is aware of apparent misuse of vehicle registration information relating to private car parking. For example, it appears as though some operators access vehicle registration information to issue a demand notice with no intent to commence litigation and instead refer unpaid fees to private debt collectors. This is not permitted within the conditions of the scheme. So I think what would happen, all the cases would fall over 
Because what happens is you owe them 77. Next thing you know, you owe them 142 because the debt collectors got involved. But if it's not permitted, then it falls over as soon as it gets before court. So that was great that Andrew sent me that email. It gave me more info. Also today, smart parking, these private operators that have got into all the McDonald's and everything, there's a sign up at the Cannon Hill McDonald's, right? That's really interesting. I didn't go there. Someone else from Brisbane Live went to Macca's. It, and it's up at the counter where you pay. Dear valued customers, we now have a car park monitoring service to, de- to deter loitering in our car park. If you are a genuine, genuine customer and believe you have stayed longer than two hours, please let management know so we can validate your parking. Thank you. So they're making it clearer now. They're making it clearer. Fans of all German culture, I've got some disappointing news for you. It looks like we're saying goodbye to Brisbane Oktoberfest. Festival directors Kim and Boris Zulek have announced the 2022 festival was the last to be organised by their company. There'll be none in 2023. They say there's increasingly tough conditions for the hospitality sector. They've been running it for 15 years. They've now applied liquidators as they wind up the business. In a statement, they said over the past few months, it's become clear that if the festival were to take place in 2023, we'd not be able to deliver the same authentic German experience you've come to expect and love. If there's one thing we won't do, it's compromise our experience. Thankfully, staff and supplies will be paid in full. 30,000 people went to the showgrounds last year. Fancy not being able to turn a quid on 30 grand. 30,000 people turning up. Ukraine war number four this afternoon. Today's a significant moment in Russia's war on Ukraine. February 24 last year, Russian forces invaded eastern Ukraine in scenes that shocked the world. It's since caused the deaths of tens of thousands of people from both nations and global condemnation of Vladimir Putin and his forces. In the year that open war has been waged, an average of 54 civilians have been killed or injured in Ukraine every single day. 2,500 schools have been attacked. Five million children forced to flee homes. Families violently torn apart. Ukrainians have been tortured. In Australia, the federal government has granted visa assistance to 6,000 Ukrainians seeking refuge and spent $700 million in material support for Ukrainian forces, including our Bushmaster armoured vehicles. Ukraine's ambassador to Australia is Vasil Miroshnichenko. He was recently on Brisbane Live about the horrors of this war. Here he is today addressing the National Press Club in Canberra. For the past 365 days, my country, men and women, have suffered senseless killings, brutal rapes and barbaric torture. 365 days in which we have seen the names of our service and cities like Irpin, Bucha, Kramatorsk, Izum, Dnipro have become synonymous with war crimes and atrocities. 365 days that we have endured air raid sirens screaming across our sophisticated cities, missiles made to destroy the battleships flying toward our homes. 365 days in which thousands of schools, hospitals, churches, museums, sports facilities, the infrastructure of well-being and community have been intentionally destroyed by enemy attacks. 365 days where 14 million people, the equivalent of more than half of Australia's population, have been made homeless and millions of families separated in what can be called a genocide by displacement. And the story bridge tonight will be lit in blue and yellow to show support and solidarity for the people of Ukraine. Big news in the cricket world today, quite sad too. Pat Cummins, the Australian cricket captain, won't be going back to India for the third test. And it's because his mother is critically ill and in palliative care. Now, that's why he came home, and that is perfectly understandable that he should be with his mother at this time and not playing 
cricket for Australia. Steve Smith will take the captaincy reins in his absence. Our thoughts are with the Australian Test cricket captain and his mother 16 minutes after 